0: You just have to be conscious and aware and not you know, headstrong or egotistical and really understand like, hey, the ego is out of it. Well, I'm just going to keep building. The market's not going to go anywhere, right? And just be headstrong. I think you have to be wise and think for yourself, but really understand like, hey, I want to take chances, but I don't want to be reckless.
1: Hi, you're listening to Ready to Scale, the second season of That Really Happened. This season is focused on APS of real estate, asset, process, and strategy. Each guest on the show will reveal the assets they invest in and why they chose to do so. From multifamily to industrial, self-storage, mobile home parks, and more. Then, they'll uncover the processes, tools, and systems they've used to build multi-million dollar businesses. And finally, they'll uncover new, unique, and exciting strategies to invest in real estate from co-working to buy and hold, fix and flips, co-living, and much, much more. Now let's get the show started. Hey guys, welcome to Ready to Scale. I'm Ellie Perlman, your host broadcasting from sunny California. When I'm not behind the mic, I buy multifamily properties with passive investors who partner with me on my deals. So Ready to Scale is our new second season here, and we focus on the business side of real estate. So we're going to talk about assets, process, and strategy, so you can actually listen to those concepts and apply them in your business in scale. If you enjoy the podcast, please take a minute to rate us, and don't forget to like and follow along with me on social media. Okay, so today I'm starting a new tradition. Every month, I will give away one free document that you can use and that can help you scale your real estate journey. So this month, you can download the document called Determine Your Investment Criteria. This document would help you focus and choose the real estate investment that is right for you. You can find the document at www.elliepearlman.com slash resources. So again, you can find it at www.elliepearlman.com slash resources. Today, our guest is DJ Thielen. He's the founder of Fortune Foreclosures, LLC. He's an inspirational and motivational speaker and a passive real estate investor. So DJ specializes in flipping and wholesaling, and he had done so with over 3,000 properties since 2005. DJ is also the host of the DJ Feeling Live, Success Strategies for Living Your Best Life. He's the founder of Flipping On Demand and the All-Star Academy and best-selling co-author of the recent book, Get in the Game with Shark Tank's Kevin Harrington and Laurel Langmayer. I hope I'm pronouncing her last name correctly. So DJ lives not so far away from me. He lives in LA and he's a former professional baseball player with the San Francisco Giants. What an interesting background. <laughs> Welcome to this show, DJ.
0: Yeah, wait till we start talking. It gets real interesting. Yeah.
1: Well, I hope so. So how, how do you go from being a baseball player to a real estate investor?
0: Love what you do. Do what you love, love what you do, right? Like on my coffee cup. You know, Ellie, it's funny. I mean, I grew up, you know, in North Portland and Portland, single mom, no dad in the mix. We grew up very poor financially, very loving family. No dad, had some abuse, had massive ADD. I hated school. Back in the seventies and early eighties, that was not a good combination. Like now people are 19 that have that combination making millions, but Back then, it was different. So, uh, grew up that way. Thank God I had some athletic ability. Got drafted by the San Francisco Giants when I was 19 years old in 91. I was their sixth pick. Climbed the minor league ladder very fast. Was one of our top prospects. Had an unplanned son, Devin, who's 23 now, and not having a dad. I always said, when I have a kid, I want to be there. So, I was going to take a year off and go back and never went back. So, life pilled me into real estate. Very interesting.
1: Do you miss those days?
0: You know, it's great. Like, it's funny now, like watching them because people say, man, DJ, you still look pretty young. Like, do you guys still play that you played with? I'm like, dude, I'm 48. Like their kids are playing. <laughs> <You know? laughs> like Cody Bellinger for the Dodgers. I played with his dad, right? So watching code now, it's like, oh my God, where did this time go? You know, I try to live my life looking forward, but remembering the good stuff, you know, a lot of good memories, a lot of good things that came from those days, a lot of great friendships and relationships. So it's funny, Ellie, now I take a lot of the things that you learn in baseball, like how to get over a bad at bat, right? How to detach mostly and let it go and be okay with that. So I take a lot of things from baseball that I learned when I was young that I probably didn't listen to as much as I should have. And I take those and implement them into my life now. Consistency, routine, work ethic, mindset, and all the things that people would need to be, say, successful to perform at a high level as an athlete, and really just use those as Consistency rock foundations for my life and it's really helped a lot
1: Yeah, I can imagine I think it's a pretty unique way of looking At life and trying to adopt what you know and take the good things that You know were basically part of your life when you were, you know A baseball player and implement them to real estate because if you think about it Real estate is a team sport, but all the things that you've mentioned consistency and hard work I think they definitely you can apply them to so many different aspects in in your personal life in your career So it's interesting to hear what you took from that experience. So let's talk about the type of assets that you're investing in. Basically, you sit in here, you're investing out of stake, which I want to get into it later. But as an asset class, you chose to focus on single family homes. What do you like about that type of asset class?
0: So that's a great question, Ellie, because there's so much information out there, right? And we're bombarded with stuff daily. So one of my really close friends that I speak a lot with is a guy named Grant Cardone. And Grant is, you know, a lot of people know who Grant is, Mr. 10X. So Grant is big into apartment buildings, right? Great that's your wheelhouse. Okay. And some people are into single families and some people go, well, what the hell do I do? This person says apartment buildings. This person says duplexes. This one says single family, right? So everyone's saying different things. And I think that everyone is unique. Like, listen, you guys, you can win doing any of them. There's not one, like I have to get to apartment buildings or I have to only do single family. Personally, I think you should be diverse and scale up and have a, a mixture of all, you know, there's good and I should say positives and negatives are good and bad on both. But the thing that I like about single family homes for investments is that they're going to appreciate in value a lot faster than a multifamily historically, right? You can sell them faster if you have a portfolio of say 10 single family rentals and you wanted to sell two of them, you have that flexibility to sell those couple of properties and pick up, you know, a couple few hundred grand and have that money to recycle and use where if you have that in a 10 unit, you can't sell two of the units because it's all one. So one, it appreciates more than multis. Two, it allows you the flexibility to move and move in and out of deals. And three, I think that there's a need for both. Both are great. I wouldn't say like one's better than the other, but to answer your question, I think single families give you a little more flexibility, versatility. They're easier to refinance. And when the market's hot, right? you buy them low and you sell them high. and you can just rent them out, let the renter pay for whatever you paid for it. So historically, that's how a lot of people have made their money with single families before and multifamilies, right? Mm -hmm. But those are the benefits I see with single families. Does that answer that for you?
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, And speaking of buying low and selling high, where do you see the real estate market for single family homes today? I can tell you that in several parts, at least here, I know you don't buy anything here in California. I think the market has cooled off a bit from what I see. I own a condo here, so I know I'm always curious to see what is the maximum amount that I can get for my condo. And I definitely see some softening in the market. What is your experience you know, in the markets that you're active in? Where do you see the market going?
0: That's a good question. So I started investing in different parts of the country at the end of 05. So I was in it when it was where it is now, right? Peaked up. So I I look at things like a clock. If you're at 12 o'clock, it's peaked, right? It's at the very top. And so we're somewhere right now between 11 o'clock One o'clock. So we've either there's a little more growth to go and we don't know it You know, we've hit it exactly the peak or we've hit it and we're coming down But wherever you are, we really don't know but we know that we're somewhere between 11 o'clock and one o'clock So we're somewhere towards the top whether we've topped or whatever. So we're somewhere at the top yet I firmly believe that we are absolutely headed for a correction Historically, it's been every six to seven years And the last one was 2008. So we went 11 years. So we're way past due. Will it be as bad as the next one? I don't know. But a correction is coming. It will happen. It might be six months. It might be six years. You know, no one knows. But I think that just understanding that you live where you want, you invest where it makes sense. So people get stuck in their mindset like, well, I've got to see it and touch it and feel it that's great. That's how it used to be. But now it's like someone saying, well, I'm going to bring you the docs to sign. It's like, dude, just send them DocuSign. I'll sign them on my phone and shoot them back. Both strategies work, but one is just the old way of doing things. And one is the new way. So everybody that I know, you know, they're investing where the deals are and where they can profit. So, you know, if you're in a hot market, like a California, we're talking California, definitely somewhere at the peak. Maybe coming down a little bit, but I just think that you can make money in any market cycle. You just have to be conscious and aware and not, you know, headstrong or egotistical and really understand like, Hey, the ego's is out of it. Well, I'm just going to keep building. The market's not going to go anywhere. Right. And just be headstrong. I think you have to be wise and think for yourself, but really understand like, Hey, I want to take chances, but I, I don't want to be reckless. Right.
1: I think you're absolutely right. You can make money in any stage of the cycle if you buy right. And if you buy in the right place and you kind of hinted, you know, when you said that, you know, California is a very hot market and you're basically investing out of state and that's part of your strategy. And that's a good segue to our second part. Talk about the strategy part of your business. You're buying single family homes out of state and you basically flip the the homes pretty quickly. And it's a very interesting strategy to do it because most flippers that I know, they basically, like you said, they want to touch it and feel it and see it. They usually buy single family homes, investment properties across the corner or up to, I think, an hour or two drive from where they live. How did you think about that kind of strategy of basically flipping homes out of states? Because that, yeah. that's kind of unique.
0: Yeah. Oh, it's very neat. Listen, I started doing it at the end of 2005. Back then the word wholesaling didn't even exist. It was assignments, learn how to do an assignment. Wholesaling, the word didn't even exist. Now everyone's jumping in and becoming a wholesaler. So ultimately I had a little money and I was looking at where I could get the most bang for my buck. And I was living in Seattle at the time, Washington, and now I'm in Hollywood in Los Angeles But I found areas like Indiana, Ohio, Pennsylvania, and I ended up buying some homes really cheap, going out there and realizing like, okay, I don't want to buy the cheap stuff in the ghettos that's five grand, three grand, right? I want to buy stuff that's in nicer areas in these regions and like go into the nice areas that are worth 80 to 100 when they're fixed, but maybe I could buy them for 10 or 20,000 and put some money into them right so that's what i started doing by 2006 i had some friends and family that saw what i was doing they wanted me to get them some properties and that's how that part of the business started so we would get clients properties in say pennsylvania and ohio and lower cost markets but nice neighborhoods for as low as 40 50000 all fixed up including all the fix up costs and everything and obviously, more as well. So, I created this niche that was getting out of state clients, out of state properties that were low cost, low risk, and doing everything for them getting utilities on, insurance binder, fixing the place, connecting them with a great manager, connecting them with a great real estate agent to sell it. And that's how it began. So, now we've got two divisions. We have the division that will do turnkey flips for investors. Someone says, Hey, DJ, I'm in California or wherever I'm having a tough time getting deals to flip great we can help you we'll do all the work and basically we make our profit on on the buy and the sell spread and we'll do everything for you you can have an hour or two into the deal because we're doing all the heavy lifting we're getting you the deal fixing it keeping you updated and then when it's done a realtor lists it and sells it so that is great for people that are busy and they really value their time and they're like hey Either it's tough to get deals or my time is limited. And I would rather work with someone that did it all for me. And, you know, even if I make 20 grand or 30 grand or whatever, I only have an hour into it of my time. So I just made 30 grand or 20 grand an hour, ultimately, from their time that they spent. So people that value their time. And then also, I started teaching about two years ago because no one was teaching this. So I started teaching it and I came up with my own signature program called Flipping on Demand. And that is a academy that teaches people how they can do this themselves and how they can work with investors and do exactly what I did with fortune foreclosures and basically get your investors. Now, these out of state, low cost, low risk deals, they can hold and rent and make great returns, 10, 20 percent, or you can do all the work for them and flip it. You make, you know, a little money, they make a little money, but you get your profits. When you're doing this and you use this strategy and you're flipping homes to your clients, you capture your money all up front. So if you're making 20 grand, 30 grand, 10 grand, whatever, you have it in two to three days. You're not wholesaling it where it's 30, 45 days, title issues, whatever. You're not flipping it conventionally where you're putting your money out. You got a lot of risk. You're paying points and private money and it's six months, four months later, right? You're making your money really fast. And so I saw that no one was doing this. No one was teaching it. Uh, people call it a flipping hack. That's why I came up with the game changer. People call, man, you're a game changer, man. Like you created a, your own way to flip deals. And that was how I came up with my game changer brand. Funny story. And I was always wearing my friend's stuff, like Grant's hats. I got one, a, a 10X hat back there that he signed. And I'm like, why am I always wearing these guys' stuff? I need my own, you know? Yeah, exactly. So that kind of answers both sides where we do it for investors. And then people that are wanting to have their own business, we'll show them how to do it themselves. So people that are are wanting to wholesale, this is way faster than wholesaling, not even close. You make a lot more money and you make it in two or three days instead of a month. So it's a great strategy for people that want to make money in real estate without using their own money.
1: Interesting. I mean, it's definitely an interesting strategy and I definitely think you know there's a lot of demand for that because a lot of people live here in California and they're 50 or 100 or 200k. It doesn't really get them far, especially, I mean, even in the bad areas, you need, you can't find anything below, I don't want to throw numbers out or, there, yeah, yeah, exactly, You know, the deals just don't exist. So definitely an interesting strategy. Now let's talk about the process. So you're here in California. There are other properties out there. First of, you know how do you locate that opportunity? How do you go from sitting here to looking at a deal and saying, "Oh, that's a, an interesting deal. We're going to flip it.
0: Well, I've built up now where I've got a team. But here's the great thing. And anytime I'm on a show or something, I love to give people value and give them some free takeaway stuff that they can do on their own. So, the great thing that I want you guys to understand is when you're in these areas like Indiana, Ohio, the Cleveland market, the Pittsburgh PA, Philadelphia PA, you can actually pick these deals right off the market. So, you can go on Zillow, Redfin. Now, you have to know the areas a little, right? But that's easy to do with being able to do a street map view and stuff. But the great thing is any good deals are wholesale deals. People aren't buying deals off the market and flipping them. So they don't realize that you can actually do this out of state. You can buy properties. Like we just bought one for on the market for a bank deal for like 25 grand. We'll put like 12 into it and it'll resell for 80 to 90. Literally. Right off the market, and we do this all day long. So, I think the key is if I was to give those people listening now, if you're flipping, don't look for cheap, look for the areas that you can get stuff at low price points that are nice areas, good schools. Maybe you got some boots on the ground that you can trust that can guide you and say, Hey, this is a great area. Stay away from this side of town, that kind of thing. So don't look just at how cheap it is because sometimes people out of state elite, they go, dang, it's, it's in Flint, Michigan. It's only five grand, right? I'm going to buy it or whatever. They buy this house. They got to put 35 into it. They're into it for 40 and it's only worth 15 or 20 and they can't rent it. No one wants to live there. So it's not all about how cheap something is. It's really comes down to knowing an area and really getting to know the region and where to buy and where not to buy but you can pick these houses off the market and literally just going online Zillow, Redfin and find deals in low cost low risk areas and literally buy them right off the market some of them are private some of them are Fannie Mae Freddie Mac hud but the agents are right will list for the banks or the clearing houses so you find those agents that are doing that and it's easy to do you just go on there you see one it's a bank deal. It's an REO listing. If they're listing an REO bank property, they probably list other ones. So boom, you build a relationship with them. Say, put me on your alert list anytime you get a new one. And you slowly start doing that. Now you have multitude of the REO agents in whatever region you're looking that are sending you deals. They know the area, they can advise you. And that's how you can do it. Now the risk is, of course, doing it on your own is, and that's why people come and work with us. Because we've got almost, what, 14 years experience, 3,000 deals. So we do everything for them. So they're not going to have a contractor run off with money, right? Just not going to happen. They're not going to get ripped off. They don't have to worry about meeting with code. And I got this letter and, right, and really all the things that cause a lot of stress in their lives, plus a ton of time. So they just come to us and we will do all the heavy lifting for them. But if you want to do it on your own, and you're seasoned or you have the ability or the personality that you can do it, you can do it.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it also, I think, even if you do have the personality, it does take time, and you do need to build your teams out of state because you gotta work with someone, either go there, interview contractors, property manager, whatever it is. Well, maybe with single family homes, there's no property managers, but you do need to find those contractors and and trust them and have someone to oversee their work one because you're here and they're over there. So
0: you need a, yeah, you need yeah. a project manager. And this is advice I would give Ellie. Do not let your contractor be your project manager and don't let them be your designer. You buy all the material. This is how you can really save and be safe investing out of state. If you're doing it yourself, right? You buy all the material, let Lowe's or Home deep. We can call a phone order in. You buy all the material separate and pay in labor. So don't go in, well, the rehab's going to be 25 grand. And pay them twenty five grand because guess what they're going to do? Buy the cheapest material, buy paint that's on sale, that's recycled, freaking use the cheapest light fixtures because they they line their pockets more. So, and the place is going to come out like crap. So, you design it. You pick the material, the flooring, everything. And you can control your costs this way. So, you can pay less doing it this way and have a better outcome in a product that you're happy with and that you like. So, you design it you pick the material, you tell them how to landscape it. And basically you design the the property. Do not let the contractors design it because they'll rebuild the whole freaking house. They want to do everything. Well, you got to do this. No, we're not doing that. Right. Do it this way. Well, the wrought iron railing looks good. Great. Rip it out and put in pillars. And take it home and like use it at your place if you want.
1: (laughs) Like you got to be smart. You don't live in that house. You're only you're a businessman. You're buying. You're flipping. You're selling it. It doesn't have to be as nice, and it has to match the population. What you know in the area, what they're able to pay for, because everyone wants to live in the in the nicest house, but most people can't afford the nicest house in the block. So you got to be smart about it. And I've seen a lot of properties where owners were emotional investors and they really made the property nice. I mean, it was really expensive to renovate those units, but guess what? Their ROI was really low or even negative sometimes because no one was able to pay that much. So you got to make it nice, but nice enough so people will be, you know, want to buy it or rent it. And it doesn't have to be the top of the line. It has to be good enough to be attractive to make a profit. And you got to find this
0: balance. Absolutely. Totally agree.
1: Mm -hmm. Well, great. Well, DJ, thank you so much for sharing your wisdom with us. I think your uh, strategy is definitely interesting. If our listeners want to reach out to you, where can they find you?
0: So the easiest way, my Facebook personal friends are always full, but you can follow me on Facebook at DJ, last name is Thielen, T-H-I-E-L-E-N. You can follow me on there. The best way is to connect with me on my LinkedIn. It's just my name, DJ Thielen, T-H-I-E-L-E-N. The best way is to connect with me and follow me on Instagram, which is at D period period T H I E L E N. That's my handle for my Instagram. That's probably the easiest way if you wanted to get in touch with me, shoot me a direct message, connect with me that way. That's probably the best way. So LinkedIn, Instagram, or Facebook, or all the above, all of them.
1: All right, perfect. DJ, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Thank
0: you, Ellie, for having me on. You're awesome. Have a great day.